You've heard of self-sabotage, but have you heard of self-betrayal? That was a term I didn't even really know what it meant until Leah started explaining this to me. Listen, that's one thing we do on Mondays. We just try to grow just a little bit. Even if we just grow like a smidge bit of a human, uh, I think we become better people, right? That's what Mondays are all about on this podcast. It's called Mental Health Monday. And Leah, our therapist friend, is on the show today. Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. Hello, 24th of April. How are you? Welcome to the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. We are a show that's based in three principles. Live, laugh, love your mom. That means we live our lives out loud. We laugh a lot and we love my mom, my co-host, Nancy Yancey. Hi, mom. Hi, honey. Tell me why in the world did I cry at the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie? Why in the world did you cry at the end of the Super Mario movie? Thank you. Good setup, Mom. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> so I had some people from work going to see Super Mario Brothers movie this weekend, mm-hmm. and they asked me if I wanted to go, and I was like, I already saw it, but then I didn't have much going on, so I was like, okay, let me go. And I, so I went to the theater, sat down, already with the, in case you haven't heard my first rant about the Super Mario Brothers movie, I was like, it's not that great, it's not that good, it's kind of disappointing, you know, as, as a Super Mario brother aficionado over here, I feel like I was really let down by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so tell me why. The second time I saw this movie, I was literally in tears by the end of it. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what it would. It, I think it, maybe this is the only explanation I have. Because I know a lot of y'all loved it. Y'all like, oh my God, it's the best movie I've ever seen. Oh my God, it was so good. And again, I'll stick to my main points. Of the Super Mario Brothers movie, which, by the way, I think as of now has made eight hundred million dollars and is soon wow. soon to hit one billion. Wow! Um, it was the 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 plot of the movie lackluster. Mm-hmm. The um, there's not much really going on throughout the course of the movie. Like, there's no depth to this film whatsoever, like zero. But there's something at the very end of the movie. And this is what I really, I don't know why it choked me up this time. Like all of a sudden it's like the sounds and I won't give away too much. I mean, I think you, if you've ever played a Super Mario Brothers movie, you know exactly what happens at the end uh, or ever played a game, you know exactly what happens at the end. So for some reason, literally some reason at the very end of this movie, um, the guy that does the voice of Super Mario, who not Chris Pratt. Like I was really upset when Chris Pratt was the first announced to be the Super Mario Bros. I was like, oh, not Chris Pratt. Uh, but the guy that actually does the voice of Super Mario for the video games is in it a couple of times as well. He mm-hmm. plays the voice of the dad of Super Mario. And for some reason, when he, at the very end of the movie, I'll give you a quick spoiler alert. The Mario Brothers win. Okay. I know that's not a huge shocker to anybody, but <laughs> the Mario Brothers win at the end. That's all I'll say. So the dad who is voiced by the actual Mario character looks at his sons and he goes, that's my boys. And for some reason I got so emotional over that because I was like, Oh my God, this man voiced not only Mario, but Luigi for the past 30 years. Mm -hmm. And he's able to like, he is kind of like the father figure of this new generation. And for some reason, like that put me into, I literally had like tears rolling down my face over this. I'm like, why am I crying over the Super Mario Brothers movie? There's absolutely no reason. (laughs) I've already seen it. And I hated it the first time through. For so long, you connected on a different level. But why? I I already saw it. Like it's never happened to you where you watch a movie a second time and you like it. I've never in my whole, in, in almost 40 years now, I've never watched a movie a second time. 
and said, oh my God, I hated it the first time. I liked it the second time. That just <laughs> never happened. Never happened to me. Well, and you has it happened to you? headspace today, but maybe. Have you ever, has it ever happened to you before where you genuinely walked out of a movie theater being like, eh, not great. Mm. And then the next time cried? Like I've just, I've mm. never experienced that before. Not that I can recall. So I need to go back and I need to change my review of Super Mario Brothers, which is, it's, instead of it's okay, it's like, it's sentimentally good. How about that? <laughs> like, I think that's what it was, is I wasn't, the movie's not great, but for some reason I was able to tap into like the sentiment of it and like the, yeah, I guess the, the characters hit me the second time around, the, um, I don't yeah, know. It's somehow just somehow you really connected on a different level. Yeah. It's just a different, totally different experience. Other than that, literally, this weekend, I, um, I'm still, I'm still trying to nurse this, and I, I also have a canker sore, and I'm very tired right now. So I'm, this is a, a rough intro to this podcast, but, um, and it's like hitting as I'm talking. It's like the first time I've talked in a minute. Um, so anyway, that is my new updated review of Super Mario Brothers. But has it ever happened to you where like you didn't like a movie the first time through, and then you went through a second time, and you were like, oh my god, actually, wait, I kind of like that movie now. Like you know. It's bizarre, especially cry the second time. Like what? I don't know. Weird. I think that that may happen if you see it like years later. Yeah, not, like it may like weeks literally weeks, later. like weeks later. I'm <laughs> talking trash about it. I'm like, what? And I felt embarrassed. And I felt like I almost like had to tell you all this today because I talked so much trash about it the first time. It almost didn't really didn't make sense. Yeah. Um, I got a question. I want to do like a, like a poll here because remember back in the day. And school. Most of us are around this age. Um, remember, like how what like what a big day Earth Day was. Oh yeah. Like when you're a kid, like Earth Day is like, it's like a thing, you know. You do like, projects, you projects, go on field trips. Yeah. You go outdoors and explore things. Yeah, it's oh, like it's yeah. it's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah. And instead, um, for some reason, I feel like as you grow up. Does any did anyone even realize Earth Day was on Saturday? I did. I posted about it. Okay. So, did you do anything to benefit the Earth at all? Well, I repotted some plants. But did That's you do it in honor of, of Earth? But and I didn't by the way, do it intentionally because it was Earth Day. Isn't it so funny how like nobody? I don't think anyone actually over the age of like twelve gives a damn about Earth Day. <laughs> Would you that agree with very, that? That may very well be true. So on Friday, I our company did a – it was called One Day, One Thing. And like every station around the country is supposed to go do like one project. Mm -hmm. And so we went down to the river and cleaned up the – it's called the Waterfront Park mm -hmm. here. And uh, so there's that. But I mean that to me – and I'm just – I can speak freely on this podcast – it it feels a little corporately forced, you know, mm -hmm. like I don't think anybody, if it was just like, Hey, anybody want to go clean up the river today? Like, I don't think anybody would have been like, Oh yeah, I totally want to clean up the river. That sounds so much fun. <laughs> oh yeah. hundred percent. Or would ever do it again on their own. 100, 100. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like, no, like no one's, <laughs> no one's doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. So did anyone, literally anyone do anything for earth day Unless you at all kids. this year? That's what I'm saying. Like, like, mm -hmm. just in, and what's so funny is I feel like we as a culture, 
mm-hmm. are trying to get better about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't you say that we're, we're, we're like trying to be more, Definitely. you know, no more, more, no more plastic straws, you know? Oh, yeah. But Earth Day rolls around mm-hmm. and I don't, like, I tell you, like on social media, I didn't see anybody being like, oh my God, it's Earth Day. I'm going to mm-hmm. go plant a tree. I remember I all the saplings. I did a Facebook post, but you don't look at my things. I don't look at your things. What do you mean? You don't look at my post. What do you mean I don't look at your post? I look at all your posts. You never comment. Oh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> Especially Earth Day. Say, this is awesome, Mom. Good job, Mom. <laughs> Way to post about Earth Day, but do absolutely nothing. It's a Way to go. thing we all have in common. That's what I posted. I don't – okay, honestly, I, I need I need to kind of know that. I was The reason I thought about this was it was – uh, when I was prepping the radio show Friday, I saw like how to honor Earth Day, uh-huh. and I'm like, I don't know that like anyone does anything to honor Earth Day. Honestly, this was the recommendations I saw was it was like just get outside, hug a tree, mm. take in the sights and sounds, mm. make it a part of your weekly routine. Mm. Uh, it says eat plants, start incorporating mm. plants into your diet. It's healthy. Don't buy anything. I'm like don't buy anything. How does that have to do with Earth Day? Well, uh, don't you're eat. Not, you're not using packaging and all of that. Yeah, That's true. Ahead. Sorry. Uh, donate old gear or skip the shower and mm. turn off the tap. Like, don't – does anyone got to mm. skip a shower in honor of Earth Day? Water. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. The these are all – It makes sense, I guess, if, if you have to look for a way to honor Earth Day. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is I don't think any adult actually does. And like nobody woke up on Saturday. Not one of us. And if you did, prove me wrong. <laughs> Say, but I guarantee you. It's Earth yeah, Day. Right. Like – and I'm like, why did that change? Why does that change? I'm like, as a kid, we love it. Like, how many saplings did you plant? <laughs> yeah. No like, you joke. alone almost saved yeah. humanity by the amount of trees you planted as a kid up to age 12 or whatever. Yeah. I would say, what, through elementary school at least, you do Earth Day? Yeah. And then maybe middle school, but I don't mm-hmm. think in high school you do anything yeah, to do with Earth school, Day. Up through middle school. Um, and then, yeah, like, what? What? <laughs> what? Just, we just forget bad, all about it. That's it? too bad. I mean, sadly, we forget about the earth in general. Well, I was thinking about that too because I'm like, mm-hmm. we um, never think about it. It was Saturday. I was driving to the movies and I was like, I was thinking about the fact that it was Earth Day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I'm over here. I try to be, and this is the whole thing with like the vegan thing, right? Where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so cool. I'm a vegan. I'm saving the animals. But mm-hmm. like, in the meantime, I'm doing like other terrible stuff to the earth. So who cares? Um, but I was like, man, I can't even imagine how much – I have a Jeep Wrangler. I'm like, I can't even imagine how much damage this Jeep alone has just oh, done, to the, yeah. done to the earth, you know? Like this yeah, alone, the how much have I done? That, yeah. And if, if anybody is worried about global warming, which you should be, mm-hmm. um, oh my God, your Amazon packages alone, I'm sure we're, we're going – we got five mm-hmm. years left of Amazon deliveries, I feel like, until this mm-hmm. this whole thing, you know, this whole earth is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Guilty as charged. You know? Yeah. Uh, if, if you want to know them, though, but still. I'll tell you this though. I'll tell you this. They came out with a list of the 10 greenest states. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of our people, well, I'll put it this way. Maryland number 5, greenest state. Oh. And they base this by the way on, let me see what they base this on. Um, 25 key metrics mm-hmm. like air quality, water mm-hmm. quality, soil quality, energy efficiency, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 5 is Maryland, number 4 is Hawaii, number 3 California. Number two is New York, the number one greenest state. Do you want to guess? Maybe they, I'm sure they woke up on Earth Day and did some shit when no one, anyone else did. Hmm. I have no idea. Uh, Vermont. 
Vermont. Vermont. Such a tiny little state. Is the number one greenest state. Wow. Why is that? Because they they did stuff on Earth Day. Every one of them did, I guarantee you. They all woke (laughs) up and actually did some shit and we just sat here and- (laughs) Made a post on Instagram about and it or whatever. Obviously, they do it other days as well. Yeah, every day. Not us. We're terrible. <laughs> um, I was talking to my mom about my dad's birthday. You know, we celebrated on Friday, and uh, his birthday was actually was it was on it was on Friday. Friday was mm-hmm. his actual birthday. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, "Well, what did you guys do for my dad's birthday?" You know, mm-hmm. and I just don't know. As you get older, is this like kind of what happens? Um, birthday, and I guess it depends if you're a birthday person or not. What did you guys end up doing for dad's birthday? Well, they have to remember we have a birthday season going here. So last weekend, you know, we went to dinner with Maggie and John and Brian. That's true. Yeah. that's That kicked off the season. And then this coming weekend, we're having, you know, a party for 20 people at the lake for his birthday. Yeah. So, you know, two big celebrations. But, but I feel like no matter <laughs> – On his actual birthday? Yeah. I feel like actual birthdays are like the day. Even if you're a birthday mm-hmm. person, I feel like yeah. no matter what, even if you're not. Like yeah. with me – I'm not a birthday person, right? But yeah. I'll still, you know, designate something to do on my actual the date of my birth, even if yeah. I do have a thing like, oh, a friend's coming in town, or my mom's coming in town, whatever. Um, on the actual date itself. So, what mm-hmm. did you guys end up doing on his actual birthday? On his actual birthday, um, we prepared for him a steak dinner at home. He grilled the steak. I bought a really nice tenderloin. He grilled the steak, and I did. I did the sides, and um, we had a nice, quiet dinner at home. You know, that was his fourth day after chemo, so he wasn't in a real festive mood that day. Um, But, yeah, we enjoyed it, and I said happy birthday, and I say happy birthday to him every day um, until his party. And then that's the end of the the season. I'm going to tell him happy birthday birthday every day until the party next weekend. And then that's the end of it. Why is that? the end of his birthday season. Because we've celebrated enough. (laughs) So, but but why? I just don't understand the everyday thing. What does that have to do with anything? It's birthday season. Okay. So in the birthday season, you get a a happy birthday every day. Acknowledgement. And it'll end a week later, two weeks later. All right. Yeah. It's interesting. Interesting theory, but I like it. Yeah. I mean, we are now we're about 40 days away from my 40th birthday mm-hmm. and I still have literally nothing planned. Not mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. No idea what I'm going to do. Like I looked at a couple trips um, to Costa Rica mm-hmm. and then I kind of, yeah, I just, I'm so bad at planning trips. And as much as y'all are like, oh, like you go on so many trips, you travel so much. Yeah. But usually it's my friends that plan everything. Mm-hmm. And so I usually am like the idea guy, right? I'm like, okay, here's what, here's what we're going to do. Or, you know, uh, or the tag along person where it's, mm-hmm. Hey, we're doing this. Do you want to come? And I'm not the initiator. Unless you're traveling with your mom. Uh, that's true. But <laughs> even, you, even, but that was easy. New York is easy. You always plan our trips. I love it. But New York was easy because I was just like, Mm -hmm. I had already been there not too long ago. And so I already kind of knew the lay of the land, especially when you're going to a different country. Yeah. I just know I'm going to be so disappointed in myself if I don't have something planned for my 40th birthday. I just know it. Like I'm just going to really, really going to be sad about it. But for some reason, I just can't motivate myself enough to do it, to like get off my ass and actually plan it. I don't know why. I don't know why there's such a block here. I'll be happy to plan something for you. No, 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 no. 
that was like one of my friends who will remain <laughs> nameless, but uh, their 40th birthday is coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, uh, my, uh, my parents asked me if I wanted to rent a party bus for the day oh. and we could just go around partying all oh. day. And they were like, I can't think of anything I'd rather do less. Oh, God. I think having your pl- your parents plan your 40th birthday might be the least fun birthday ever. Yeah, I think so. I agree with that. Do you agree? Yeah. Like, I truly do agree with that. I just don't think that's that's going to be the solution. You know, no. I just want. I just. I'm just hoping that like someone's just going to call me up and be like, "Hey, guess what? 40th birthday. Mm-hmm. Here's the plan. Mm-hmm. Show up. Mm-hmm. Just do this. Uh-huh. Everything will be good. Yeah. And and then I'll show up uh-huh. and I'll have the best birthday ever. And you'll have <laughs> an awesome time. That's my hope. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep manifesting that, okay? But until then, well, I better I put some shit together or I'm in trouble. Too. Oh, yeah. I'll be sitting sitting here in my condo on my birthday, I guess. <laughs> what day of the week is my birthday? I also feel like the day of the week is is important. Like if it falls on a, mm-hmm. a, a Friday or Saturday, yeah. best birthdays, right? Wouldn't you yeah, agree? Yeah, for sure. If it's on a, on a Tuesday, it's like not that big a deal. But right. Tell me it's not. Let me see. Tell me it's not. (gasps) It's Saturday this year. (sighs) That's so awesome. God. uh, Don't mess it up. Not Saturday. Don't mess it up. That makes it even more pressure to do something. Uh Man, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can go somewhere the week before. You can go somewhere the week after. I'm just... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. Let's get to our quote for today, Mom. Okay. It's from Rumi. Beauty surrounds us, but usually we need to be walking in a garden to know it. It's kind of like the same thing we were saying about Earth Day. We have to intentionally look for it. You know, we don't we don't stop to look at all the beautiful things that are around us. Like, for instance, I was weeding in the garden today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the garden. There we like go. I'm from England. I was weeding in my yard today in my, what I hope to be at some point in time, my butterfly garden. And there was a neat little plant growing up that had some teeny little flowers on it. And I think probably it was a weed, but I thought it was so sweet, I left it. <laughs> I packed a little dirt around it and blessed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens to it. But yeah, but there are so many beautiful things like the birds. I love to watch birds. You know that. There's some, I mean, yeah. there's so much beauty in nature. Right. But, and beautiful people. Do you ever like people watch and just look at beautiful people? Like especially children. There are so many beautiful children in this world. No, I think I'd be weird oh. if I was staring at children. <laughs> Well, true. <laughs> I don't it recommend that to, to many people. To uh, so I don't, I don't, I don't want you walking away from certified mama's boy today, being like, I should go stare at children. <laughs> but just think about it. Just think about it every day. If you could just say, I'm going to think. I mean, I'm going to intentionally look at one beautiful thing today. Why? Well, um, it's kind of the, the same notion. A little bit of, of gratitude, right? Same mm-hmm. concept. And I I went to therapy on Friday, and we started talking about gratitude. And she gave me a new way to practice it that I want to pass along to you as well to see if maybe you think that you, this might work for you as well. Because typically, what I've been doing is I'm just like, okay, I'm thankful for 
my mom, right? <laughs> and then I like move on with the day. Well, I uh, she gave, she's gave me a new way, and she this is more of like the science and the, the you hear a lot about like neuro pathways, right? Of mm-hmm. having your brain transform because, and she's like, if you really want to create those new neuro pathways, that the real way that you should be doing it is like this. And first off, you think of like the thing you're grateful for, right? Mm-hmm. And we all probably do at some point. Mm-hmm. And then she said to really pick it apart with a fine tooth comb. So it's like, okay, I'm thankful for my mom. And mm-hmm. then I give like, I'm thankful for my mom because she does a podcast with me and she raised me and she's always so nice. And she, um, so nice rainbow village and she does, you know, whatever. Think of all these different reasons of why I love you so much. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what she said was that you almost have to like, overly exude that feeling of gratitude Mm. like uh, like kick it into overdrive that feeling in your body Mm. into overdrive Mm. um not just you know to try to like almost amplify it Mm -hmm. right to Mm -hmm. over uh, almost over exaggerate that feeling Mm -hmm. of of thankfulness Mm -hmm. um and that's that's like the three-step process According to her, when it comes to creating these new neural pathways, is you got to, you know, name it first, mm-hmm. then really pick it apart, mm-hmm. and then then like really overly exude that feeling of gratitude. You know, mm-hmm. so like all of a sudden I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so like feel the like I'm so thankful for my mom. I'm so like all those things you're thinking about, but like feel it in your body, mm-hmm. and that's um maybe send a try and see mm-hmm. if that works for you. I don't know, it's it's brand new to me, so I don't yeah. know what it's gonna be. Be the thing or not, but yeah. uh, give it a shot. Uh, give it a shot. You try it too. Mm-hmm. Let me know what you think. <laughs> Today's podcast is brought to you by the app called Paired. Uh, Mom, you and Dad did Paired, and you guys were a fan of this. This is for couples. It's a relationship app for couples. Mm-hmm. And what you got to do is you got to pair your app together every day, or you pair your app together. You download mm-hmm. this app called Paired, and you pair them together. Mm-hmm. And then every day. Paired is going to send you guys questions and quizzes and games to have fun and stay connected and deepen your conversations. Like, what did you le- learn, Mom, by using Paired? By you, we didn't know even after fifty years of being together. What did you guys learn? I learned a lot about him as a kid. Things I didn't know. Yeah, you know, questions you wouldn't think to ask. Like, what did you like to do when you were ten years old? You know, what was your what were your favorite hobbies or um. What what do you remember? What was your most special? What was your most special birthday? You know, yeah. things like that. You know, I ask people that. I mean, I would have yeah, never thought to, to sit down and just talk about that. So, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to learn about it. And it is. And some of the games are fun, too. Well, if you want to try this out, and I, I recommend this to you. all the couples out there. And you can be – it could be a new thing. It could be an old thing. Um uh, old sounds weird. A seasoned relationship. Does that sound better? <laughs> An old relationship. Thank you. That old thing. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> you can you can you know try this app and let me know what you think about it. Whether you've been on just a few dates or you've been together for a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using paired. Head to P-A-I-R-E-D dot com slash Kramer, and you're going to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off. If you like like it, you can sign up for a subscription. You'll get 25% off for that, okay? Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D dot com slash Kramer, Paired dot com slash Kramer to sign up today, and you can connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, certified fans, thank you for all of your love for our podcast. These are the people that contribute $6 a month to our show, and we're very thankful for you. So thank you for what you do. It's awesome. Uh, we are not doing great this month. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of getting a little That's panicked crazy. because our you know certified fan goal, we've hit zero. We actually lost somebody on Saturday, which sucked uh, with the kind of month that we're having. I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Um, but on top of that, so then on top of that, our listenership has dropped. And the only thing I can equate it to mm-hmm. is I'm thinking maybe spring break numbers oh, uh, with maybe. April, with it being April. And so. if you guys are daily podcast listeners, mm-hmm. that may not have been part of your daily routine mm-hmm. while you were gone. So we dropped it, 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 maybe a quarter of listenership in, in the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, wait, what? Like what happened? Wow. So uh, it's a little bit stressful time for certified mama's boy. It's a little bit stressful time, but uh, it's all right. We will recover. We will recover. And hopefully <laughs> – that starts today. Certified fans are people that contribute to $6 a month to our show. And without you, we don't, we're not able to uh, produce this podcast, you know? So thank you for anyone that is able to uh, create with us, uh, create this podcast with us with your donation. And you get a bunch of perks back on the back end by being a part of it. So thank you for that. Uh, if you want to join, text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. We're in desperate need of four people this month. But um, we, I don't know. We, we're, it's the 24th of the month and we have zero. So that's kind of, it's a little nerve-wracking. Mm, six uh, days. Oh, dear. So hopefully if you've been thinking about it or you're looking for a way, you know, this is the thing is, think of us like public broadcasting, right? The only way they're able to stay afloat is if, it's contributions. You know, we have, we have a couple ads, you know, this week we have one. <laughs> so, um, um, if you want to help text the word fans, F A N S to eight, eight, eight Kramer eight, let's spin the wheel over here. And this is what we do is we dedicate every episode to one certified fan. And, um, hopefully it'll be somebody that we love immensely. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure it will be. 119 is the number today, and that's Anna B. We do love Anna B. Mm-hmm. Anna B is from Chula Vista, California. She's been, yeah. oh God, I've known Anna for a long time. Uh, she's been a certified fan since June of 2020, but mm-hmm. uh, Anna, I've known you since the San Diego days. Mm-hmm. You and I go way back together. We go way back, way, way, way back. <laughs> um, very thankful for you. Think it's a long time to support a podcast or really to support anything, you know, your mm-hmm. continued contributions are unbelievable. You're almost at three years now of contribution. So thank you for that. Yeah. Really appreciate it. We dedicate this episode to Anna B. We will give her some love mom with a whoop, 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 whoop to Anna B from California. So yes. grateful for your loyal listenership. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And if you want to support our podcast, Text the word FANS, F-A-N-S, to 888-Kramer8. FANS to 888-Kramer8. And, Mom, that's going to do it for you today. I love you. Okay, honey. Love you forever.
All right, it is time for our Mental Health Monday. Let me introduce you to my therapist friend. This is Leah Aguirre from San Diego, who is a great therapist, by the way. If you're looking for individual therapy or just by following her Instagram uh, or going to her website, there's a bunch of things to get a book out to. She's got an ebook out. She's she busy. She's busy. Um, but this is where we come on every Monday. We just talk about something that you might talk about with a therapist. It is a term that I have no idea what it even means, but I'll know who does. Leah Aguirre, everybody. <laughs> This girl knows. <laughs> this girl knows. Well, and it's not a clinical term, but it's something that I've talked a lot about with clients recently in some form or another that's a result of usually of trauma or low self-esteem or self-worth is doing things that are essentially betraying yourself. Okay. So let's let's kind of then break that down what that means. So self-betrayal is the word. What do you, how do, how are we, how, how do we betray ourselves? I guess. So if you were to define it, it's really like any pattern of behavior or any behavior that invalidates your feelings or experiences or your, your value system, right? So an example could be you're at a work meeting and someone mentioned something that goes like that maybe feels discriminatory. Mm-hmm. And you just stay quiet, right? Mm. And it, it inside you're feeling like this is inappropriate. This is not okay. I want to say something. And then you don't say something. And you're kind of living with this cognitive dissonance of like, you know, I don't want to rock the boat, but I should have said something. This is something that goes against my belief system or value system. So that is like an example of self-betrayal. It's like a, one example. There are many. Another example of self-betrayal could be, you know, you're – not eating your meals, you're skipping lunch breaks, you're not maybe brushing your teeth and not again, not because oh you don't God, want I to take care of yourself. Today. I didn't brush my teeth today. I just thought about that. <laughs> yeah, what self, a betrayal. Self-betrayal at its finest. Uh, so it's, and, and so really self-betrayal again, like not taking care of your hygiene. You're like, I'm too busy. Like I'm too busy. I don't have time or like that. Yeah. I'll get that done later. And you're, you're essentially not, you're reinforcing again, this internal, in subconscious belief that I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough or it's not, it's not that important. My needs aren't that important. Mm-hmm. So what makes itself betrayal is you're doing things that aren't helpful for your mental health and actually could be harmful for your mental health and well-being. Why do we do it? I think usually, again, it's like these core beliefs, these deep-rooted beliefs about ourselves, like not being good enough, that our needs don't matter, that... Well, let's go back to, I guess, let's go back to the, you know, because I mean, even I've found myself doing this and I'm, you know, if something is, I mean, I don't know, as you have to understand as, as a white man, I'm kind of at the top of the, the totem pole when it yeah. comes to d- discrimination, top right? The but, food chain. Right. But I, you know, I try to be, I try to be really cognizant of stuff though. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, I won't ever have the experience of being a minority. Um, but I do, uh, I, I notice it happen. I definitely mm-hmm. notice it happen. Like, um, I gotta be really, I gotta be careful with this, but, um, you know, Jess won an award recently and uh, I better not say it. Okay. Um, but I, but I see it happening, right? I see it, I see it happen. Uh, and I don't know that I'm going to be the first one to stand up and say something. I try to be, but sometimes I'm just not. Yeah. Um, so, and even though I know better, right. But for example, let's, let's, let's put, let's put this in the woman perspective for a second. Mm -hmm. If somebody says something sexist, and you don't stop and you don't say something. Yeah. And it's hard because some situations are unsafe. So then I, I recently posted about this and I do want to make it clear that there are some situations where it's not safe to stand up for yourself. It's not, it doesn't feel like a safe space or maybe there are repercussions, right? If you're in an organization where um, maybe there is this hierarchy and you there is like this 
you know, like misogynistic culture, which then it may not be unsafe. But for example, at my old place of employment, I was always the squeaky wheel. I'd be like, this isn't okay. This isn't okay of how we do business or how we, how our work schedule is like, like it doesn't benefit us. It doesn't matter for benefit our clients. And so I would speak up, but a lot of people don't speak up a, because Mm -hmm. like not, and not because they don't care, but they're like, nothing will change. It is what it is. And then they're working every day and feeling like I have not spoke my truth. And I think, so I think it's like, I guess I want to point out there is a safety piece of some mm-hmm. situations like speaking up and asserting yourself may not be, may not feel right. Like if you're in an abusive relationship, it's not going to feel right. Right. Well, I was like, going to ask like, like where right. does, where does self-betrayal come in in a right. relationship? So I think self-betrayal would be like it would, oh, in a relationship we'll say it's like abusive, even if it's just like more emotional, but it's not just physical and you're you're kind of making excuses for the other person or you're saying it's my fault. You're not acknowledging that you're a person of worth. And a lot of times that comes from not thinking you have worth or not Mm. feeling like you're good enough or deserve a healthy relationship or not feeling lovable. So again, usually it's a result of like these negative core beliefs you have about yourself that have existed for a while. So it's not like, and it's so when we say that it's just, I think sometimes it's just recognizing that you're doing it is the first step because I don't think a lot of people know they're doing it. Mm-hmm. I really don't, especially if you have this belief system that again, reinforces that you're not a person of worth or value. You're going to start like, I mean, it's, it's almost impossible not to engage in these self betrayal behaviors. So I think that when you acknowledge it, you're like, Oh, like, and I think especially if you have a, like a, you know, a sibling, a younger sibling or a, or a child and you're to put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and be like, would I want this for them? If the answer is no, you're betraying yourself because you have the same mm. inherent worth as your child or loved one or whatever. So I think it's it's something that we're not always conscious of. Again, like I think a lot of the times we're not we're not consciously doing it. But when I when I brought this up, it's because it was a theme in some sessions recently. If we're just constantly doing things that are at odds with what we believe or what's good for us, and and there are ways out, but it takes active practicing and being cognizant and intentional. Well, and the, can you give us some examples of things that you've dealt with in therapy recently where people have been doing it and you've just kind of noticed, you said there's a pattern here. Yeah. I think, um, being agreeable, like not wanting to rock the boat with family members, like where again, it's not unsafe, but you're like, not, you're not expressing your true feelings. Maybe it's like a sensitive topic and you're just like shutting down and you're like, I just don't want to rock the boat. So clients being agreeable with their family, whether it's politics or whether it's like issues about parenting, right? They're just kind of like sure. trying to turn, not not turn a blind eye, but it's this idea of like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to cause a scene or um, create any conflict. Um, but then it doesn't feel good because you're like, I I knowingly don't agree with this. And it, that part I think is really hard. Um, I'm trying to give another example. Um, let me... I'm like looking at this one. I, again, I think like I've talked to clients about not going to the doctors, not doing their own doctor's appointments. Like they prioritize Mm. their kids health and mental health. Like they'll take their kids to therapy. They'll take their kids to the doctor. They will prioritize their parents' health. Like they'll do everything to make sure their parents are taken care of, but they won't take care of their own health. And they're like, Oh, I've been having this pain or I've haven't seen a doctor in over two years. And that self betrayal, because you're you're essentially saying like, I'm not 
my needs aren't as important as these other people. Like right? not going to the doctor for two years just gave me so much anxiety. Shout out to y'all if y'all can do that. That gives me so much. Anxiety. Like I don't see a doctor every three months. I'm like, there's probably something wrong. But that's a whole other episode. That's not even about today. Hypochondria was we something. We can talk we can about deal that one. Later. Yeah, next yeah, time we can, we can deal with that later. Yeah. Um. But okay. So you were saying though that you can this this is solvable. Right. Um, so how, what, what are the, what are the first steps? If, if I like, holy shit, like that's me, what do I, what do I do to so be I think less? Like even just day to day stuff. Again, if you're skipping meals, it's being, it's being more cognizant of your environment. What do I need? I'm just using this as an example because it's pretty easy as far as like understanding the ways you can change the behavior. If you, then if you're skipping meals at work, for example, bring like a thing of, um, granola bars or something, like put stuff in your environment to remind yourself that you need to eat and that you need to have some fuel in your body, right? Sure. Stuff like that's an example. Um, when it comes to being agreeable, being more intentional about how you respond to things, you don't have to like be aggressive or fight someone on issues, but you can yeah. say, I don't agree with you. That's just my perspective, but I don't agree with that. So even right. just a simple statement of I don't agree with that and Ooh. you can be respectful. That's hard though. At first, that's so hard, y'all. When you first start doing that kind of stuff, it's like, if you're a people pleaser, you know, like it's like, oh, I don't want to rock the boat. Totally. And again, like it took me a while, but I like my family is very honest with one another. So I think I have the skill. I'm just like very, I'm sensitive probably because we're very honest with each other. But also (laughs) I have this skill where it's, I, I, I cannot just be agreeable for the sake of being agreeable, but that's right. the thing that I think is related to my family dynamic and also me doing the work and being like, I'm not going to take this sitting down. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to fight for what is right, what is right. But so even just a simple, it can be someone says, you know, the sky is purple and you're like, actually, I don't see it that way. I see the sky is blue and it's not like, it doesn't have to be this Hostile and all be all right, but just right. Even expressing your difference and opinion. Something that simple could be, could be really healing if you're doing yeah, it right, right. Mm-hmm. right through this self betrayal. Yeah. Well, think about. It. I mean, I think honestly, if we all take a step back and even just in today, just look at the ways that we're really not taking care of ourselves, and I think that that term comes down so much to just you know working out, eating right. right. But I think it can really come down to a lot of different things when it right. comes to the way you act, the way you are, are you allow yourself to be treated, the way you treat other people. I mean, there's so many different ways I think that it can go into. And that's really yeah. interesting. So today, it's everyone's homework. Go look at ways that like you're betraying yourself and you may not even realize you're doing it until we brought it up today. So, yeah. All right. Leah, she is a published author, a social media superstar, and a therapist. <laughs> Um, where do we, where do we find you? <laughs> it's the first time anyone's called me that. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at her true empowerment. I link everything. So like my website, some of the blogs that I'm on and all the other fun stuff that I'm part of. So check it out. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. Thank you for listening to the show today. I'm going to go nurse this canker sore. I'm going to go nurse this tailbone, which, yeah, if, if you're wondering if my tailbone is still messed up, it is. What happened from sitting on the mattress? I don't know. 
This is 40, y'all. This is what happens, I guess. All right. Have the best Monday you possibly can. Try that new gratitude practice. Tell me how it works for you. And I will see you again tomorrow. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever.